Welcome to Disney Minus, where for some godforsaken reason, we're watching every Disney movie ever made. I'm Kat, and guys, I gotta tell you, this podcast seems questionable to me. I'm Nero, and uh, you know, I just I just feel like, uh, you know, if if I were, you know, tangle up in a bunch of vines, I would simply stay still. I'm Steven, and are you sure this podcast is sanitary? <laughs> no. Not at all. Yeah, I don't think so. This is filth. Not at all. Auditory filth. <laughs> we tried. We tried going to church last uh, last episode, and even that didn't get us clean. No. Yeah, no. I got raptured, and I got to tell you guys, there's a lot more fire and brimstone in heaven than you would think. Mm. Uh, no, I want to check on that. Yeah, I don't know if you went there actually. Hmm. Wait, what? You might, to, you, you might want to double check that. That doesn't sound right. At least all the paintings and whatnot would seem to disagree. <laughs> Unless they redecorated recently. Hey, we're watching Tarzan, the 1999 film. The, uh, I believe the last film classified as being in the Disney Renaissance. Yes. Yep. Is that correct? Yep, this was the last one. A movie that apparently has two entire sequels that were not on our list, so I had to add those today. Did you? Meh. Does we need the Tarzan midquel on our on our list? Well, need is a strong word. I mean, if it's on there, we're gonna have to watch it at some point. Ugh. I know. I my thing is, but, I uh, knew about the midquel. I did not know about Tarzan and Jane. That yeah, I don't know what that is. It. I read the little info blurb. It apparently is Jane's one year anniversary of having been in the jungle, and so she and Tarzan huh. are trying to find the huh. right gifts to get for each other. That's weird. Yeah, right. super well, is. So, Tarzan, uh, it's interesting source material. It's not as weird to adapt into a Disney movie as The Hunchback of Notre Dame is. This is true. But it is a long-running like pulp series from the uh, sort of close to the turn of the century. Um, yeah, how I many books did you say, Stephen? Like 24 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 24. Lord. That's just how they were. That, that's honestly fairly short for a pulp series like that. Yeah, it's Edgar Rice Burroughs. You could have, you could have written some more Tarzan instead of more John Carter, I guess. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, it's 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 not out of the realm of like I think they could make a, a pretty good Disney movie out of this, and they did. I think that this movie successfully navigates its tone. Yeah. Which I was afraid it would be like, well, is this going to have a tone problem like uh, like Hunchback is? And it didn't really. No, this movie um, pretty and much I was like, to know what it does. And how well is the Phil Collins going to fit? And the answer is actually pretty well. <laughs> so, because uh, Mr. Collins is supplying us with all of our music, um, which we, we'll talk about a bit more when we get into the movie... Uh, they, this movie is one of the more silver screen studded, uh, star studded Disney films because they did not have to hire people who could sing on their own. So we have obviously the great Brian Blessed as, as our, as our villain Clayton, um, famous, yeah, yeah. just famous, one of the biggest hams you'll ever find um we got glenn close as kala oh god damn it craig 
Uh, anyway, yes, we have Glenn Close as Kala. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got Minnie Driver as uh, Jane. I think she does a very good she job. Does a she really does a good job. Wayne Knight as our elephant friend Tantor. One of his non-douchey roles, because, you know, my first time yeah. seeing him was when he was Nedry in Jurassic Park and got the face full of dinosaurs. Yep. And, of course, uh, Toy Story 2 as Al. Right, right. But he was still a bad guy. Uh, we have Ro- yeah, but he was still a douche. Um, Rosie O'Donnell as Turk. Manages to not We've be got... as annoying as the Jason Alexander Gargoyle. Yeah, she uh, because she's actually like funny in this right. movie, unlike the Jason Alexander <laughs> Gargoyle. Bumpass as Elephant Number Two. Uh, that's uh, Squidward. Oh, Squidward's voice actor's name is Roger Bumpass. That's very good. Wait, what? Where are you even saying Roger Bumpass on this? Oh, I scrolled down a bit. I'm into just people who are credited as as like extras instead, basically. They're like fucking background voice three. Yeah. Background baboon four. Roger Bumpass. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. And then. Oh man, so we had Tony Goldwyn we had, as um, Tarzan. So wait, who the fuck? Yeah, it looks was... like this guy. Oh, please hold. Sorry, I just saw trivia pop. Who the fuck was he? Sorry, no. Um, he was Michael Hawthorne, who does Professor Porter, he was in the animated, the original animated Watership Down. Oh damn! Huh. Which I freaking love, and I'm trying to find who he is now. He's the Watership. So, so yeah, Tony Goldwyn as Tarzan just seems to be like a. A guy who acts. Yeah. Uh, doesn't seem, nothing is really jumping out. Um, yeah, he does good. And finally, Lance Henriksen as Kerchak. Now, Lance Henriksen is a is a very famous character actor. He is the android from Alien. Oh, okay. I thought um, he looked familiar. He's he just got one of those voices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is our our cast for this lovely little jungle romp. Um, And so I guess we should go ahead and start off with said romp. One other thing before we get started, just to prove how hard Phil Collins went for us in this movie. He did his own dub. So he did his songs in the film for obviously the English version. He also did it for French, Spanish, German, and Italian. Wow. I didn't know he was such an omni Dude, right? Yeah. So speaking of Phil, we waste... No time uh, getting to to fill here. So we open with some sick jungle beats panning across the the uh, the jungle, and we immediately dive right into two worlds, one family uh, over uh, the 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 uh, the video of, or the the footage of Tarzan's parents wrecking on the coast and and building their treehouse, as well as Colin Kerchak's child being eaten by a jaguar. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like a freaking heart-wrenching scene. And, uh, the music in this movie works interestingly because it is structured basically like a musical. More or less. Um, but none of the characters sing, of course. Except for Travis And so, yes. <laughs> well, that's not even really singing, that's just like scatting and, and doing like rhythm stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still the characters actually doing something rather than just the background yeah. music. And I mean, like if, in, in a musical, the characters would sing to sort of advance the plot and their character arcs. Yeah. Um, Although in fairness but, to Trash in the Camp, there are lyrics that you can look up because um, at work, we used to do this thing where we would throw out like 
a few details about a movie and everyone in the chat would try to guess it. Mm-hmm. For Tarzan one day, I just copied and pasted the, <laughs> the lyrics to Trash in the Camp. This is like shooby dooby dooby doo. Yeah. Um, but this movie, all of the songs are like Phil Collins singing for the characters, basically. And they are all edited montage style. Yeah, like, we get a good um, few montages in this. So that is very interesting. And of course, all, all of them are slaps. Um, this whole soundtrack slaps. But yeah, so uh, Kurtrack and Kala's uh, baby gorilla gets uh, murked by a jaguar. What is it called? Sandora or something? Sabor. Sabor. Interesting, interesting that he has a name. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember Sabor's name ever being said in the movie. I don't at, know they where say we it right that. at the beginning. They, yeah, they say it like right at the beginning. That's uh, um, like the only time, though, when uh, Kerchak asks if Tarzan, baby Tarzan, is the only human on the island, and, and Kala goes, yes, Sabor killed his family. Oh, damn it. And then it's never said again. I mean, Sabor never never talks, so I guess it never really comes up. Yeah. Still a scary villain, um, though, even though she doesn't talk, just because she's so damn persistent. She's pretty scary. So yeah, She's Terminator uh, Kitty. Kala, when they're they're moving through the the, the jungle, the the pack of gorillas, uh, find or hears a baby crying, goes to investigate, finds the abandoned uh, treehouse. Yeah. Oh. Sees. Before we get too far on the subject of Sabor, um, backing up just a bit during the two worlds one family uh, sequence, we do get like my favorite screen fade in a Disney movie that fades just from night to day with the sun and moon each in like Sabor's eyes. That was cool. Right. That's, that looks sick. Um, but yeah, Kala finds, uh, Tarzan's parents dead, bloody footprints all over the place. Yeah. I forgot that we like straight up Tarzan. see their bodies too. There was actually going to be a cut scene too, where we actually saw Sabor kill his dad, but instead they settled just oh, for showing, shit. just for showing the bodies, which I think is a lot creepier. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. And uh, we see Tarzan tucked away in a little in a little uh, alcove for safekeeping, and, and he and Kala sort of interact for the first time. I really, really love this opening scene. Yeah. Because there's no dialogue. It's all uh, character and facial animation that conveys everything. It's great. The mutual shared feeling of, the fuck is this? The fuck are you? Yep. Fuck's this. Also, baby Fuck's Tarzan <laughs> looks. I gotta say, baby baby Tarzan looks kind of weird. A little bit, really, really big head. <laughs> Huge head. Well, luckily he grows out of yeah. The looking but weird. so that as a baby, like, how are you supporting your own head? That's how he got so buff lady. Yeah, there you um, go. He had to practice. So. Then Sabor, who has been hiding in the in the rafters yeah. the entire time. Uh, jumps down and uh, attacks Kala and, and baby Tarzan. Which is really creepy if you think about it, because that either means Sabor was about to, you know, attack and eat a baby, or it also could imply that she was hiding up in the rafters knowing that the crying baby would bring something else to the treehouse. Yeah. I bet that, because, I mean, the baby, that's not, that's not a very filling treat. Well, I mean, fatty. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's not gonna have any staying power. Like, it'll may- maybe it'll be a tasty morsel once, but like, you can't, 
You can't run on a baby. Well, we don't know how long ago she ate the parents, though, so she could still be kind of full and could have just been waiting on a snack. Or she's like, hey, if I wait and leave this little wiggly thing, something else will come along. <laughs> wiggly. Yeah. So there is a, a pretty cool, like, combat sequence here where Kala fights Sabor off, uh, figuring out how to escape with the, the sort of like Robinson Crusoe rigged up stuff that Tarzan's parents have uh, have have made Has here. Has that little badass snort as she heads off. Oh yeah. And we, as we come back to the ground, the gorillas finally start talking. <clears throat> Dialogue appears in the movie for the first time. Um, and yeah, everyone is like, "What the fuck is that?" It's freaky looking. That's what little, it is. Yeah, a little Turk. Um, and Kerchak is like, okay, listen, I know you, you, you know that this like will never replace what we lost. Right. I, you can, I guess you can keep him around, but he's not, he's no son of mine. Yeah. He is in fact, as a song later in the movie will point out a son of man. Yeah. Although I don't think a lot of them don't know. I, it's unclear. I guess they do. They know what humans are. I guess. Or I, does think, at least I think it's know? one of those things where it's like they know of them, but they've never seen. Like most of them have never like actually seen a human up first. So I think it's like they know of them, because I mean, obviously Kerchak knows enough to know that they're dangerous. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's more if they know of them, but they've never actually seen one. So we get a time skip, uh, to like a of, of a couple of years. And the first song. Well, second well, yeah, song. Well, yeah. Ah. Shut up, Steven. Which is You'll Be In My Heart, uh, which is a little, little cute little lullaby. And Tarzan's like, you know, he's eight now. He's he's up and around. He's talking. Uh, I really like that he, uh, because he's got like, you know, your advanced human tongue. He's really good at mimicry. Yeah. Scares the shit out of his poor mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. But only for here. She gets used to it. Oh, yeah. As we will see a little bit later. And Rosie O'Donnell is already here as Turk, <laughs> yucking it up. Fun fact, that was actually Making Rosie some... O'Donnell doing Little Turk, too. She voiced her through the entire movie. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. She just changed her pitch. Uh, I love the, the facial animation on Turk. Very funny facial expressions. It's Rosie O'Donnell, oh, yeah. They do a real good job with Turk. And so we kind of we see Tarzan interacting with the rest of the gorilla gang, uh, and... He's sort of out of place, you know, everyone kind of treats him as a little bit of an annoyance. Like, oh, there's Kala's weird bald kid. Freaky little bald goblin. Corrupting all the other baby gorillas. (laughs) They don't like that he has nipples and nobody else in this jungle does. Right. I guess maybe they figured it'd be weird to draw nipples on animals even though gorillas have them. That's what I'm saying. It was weird. And Tarzan kind of follows Turk uh, to, to to this river. Turk was going to hang out with her other friends and then kind of kind of leave Tarzan behind but Tarzan wants to come and I hang out. I feel like I've heard uh, those two so, before. Like I know I've heard their voices before. Do we have- They definitely sound familiar. Um I'm looking it up while you go through I, the synopsis. I'm looking to see if I can find it. Do we ever get names I for these two not. idiots? I don't think no, I think they do have names but they weren't announced in the movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if uh if we ever got any names for these two guys yeah they sort of remind me of like two of the kids from the beginning of hercules flint and mungo are their names by the way (laughs) 
Mungo. Mungo. Oh, Mungo is apparently voiced by Jason Marsden. Oh. <laughs> How about he that? He was also who was also Kovu in the second Lion King movie. Dude, what the fuck? He was in Spirit of the Way. He was Kovu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, no. so now he's also a stupid gorilla. Ah, oh, he was Max Goop. Who voices who voices uh, Eric Von Eric Von Detten. He, Oh, he was Sid in Toy Story. <laughs> oh wow. And he was okay, so he some, was also some... boy number one in Hercules. <laughs> yes. So some um huh. Oh, he was the the fucking Chad dude from the beach episode of Avatar. Dude, he was. <gasps> yeah, he was he was that guy who had the party. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, the one that Azula hit on. was so important. The one that Azula hit on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Chan. Yeah. Uh, that oh, that's him. awesome. So anyway, <laughs> the uh. The, these two jackass gorillas, who apparently are called Flint and Mungo, good names. Um, are like, oh man, them. we don't want to hang out. I don't want to hang out. These lame, this lame fucking weird guy, the hairless wonder. And Turk is like, oh, <laughs> there okay, we go, yeah. listen, I get it, I get it. Listen, I, I'll just send him away. So she sends him on a snipe hunt <laughs> to get some elephant hairs, not the thinking he would actually do it. Yeah, underestimating how dumb this kid. I mean, to be fair, he's like what an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, um, so he swims over to where the uh, the elephants are. You know, we see a little bit of aquatic stuff. He uh, he falls onto a hippopotamus, Ooh. which is very dangerous. Do not fuck with those. After after a really cringe-inducing belly flop straight onto the water. Oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I think we um we also we also do see. He does make the Tarzan yell throughout the movie. Yeah. Because uh, Kyle's like, well, I mean, why don't you come up with your own sound? Yeah. Not just mimic others. Yeah. This is, is this the first instance of it? The first, I think the first time yeah. he actually okay, okay. attempts it and then it turns into a scream about halfway down. <laughs> yeah. Which is understandable. So. I gotta say, I also I love like the underwater animation. Of... Like the, the scene of the hippo oh, yeah. walking through the water. That looks really cool. Looks really good. This movie looks quite good. Yeah, they did a really um, good job embedding like CGI with traditional animation. I think. Yeah, I think it meshed way better in this movie than it did in yeah. Hunchback. So, I like how the elephants are just sort of like dull Midwestern types. Like, I can imagine all of these people in an Applebee's at like one p.m. after yep. church. Just chatting about absolutely nothing. I know, and Especially right? just um, the done sound of Tantor. Mommy's losing her patience. <laughs> yeah, mommy's talking, Tantor. And that's the thing, he's not even getting into shit. Um, he's just like, he's behaving. He's just, they just don't like that he's there. And the fact that the is, one, the one being... elephant is actually a dick enough to like be like, oh yeah, sure, sure, there's piranhas in Africa. Yeah. I like that there are, are yeah, they're arguing if there are any piranhas in Africa, um, which I, uh, I don't think there are, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I'm, hey, Google. <laughs> yeah. We do know there are no piranhas in that one. No, place. there are no piranhas in Africa. They are native to Latin America only. Okay. That's what I figured. I don't think that, there aren't that many jungles in Africa either, right. so <laughs> I think this is definitely a sort of tongue-in-cheek listen. Yep, they pretty much stick to the Amazon basin. We are, uh, we're we're, do, we're sticking to the books. Those books are in Africa. People thought there were jungles in Africa back then because everyone was a, a huge idiot. They have um, like their own version of a piranha, though. They have a Goliath tigerfish in Africa. Ooh! Oh God! Looking that up. 
I'm sending a picture right now in the chat. It looks freaking scary. I bet with a name like right? that. Oh, teeth, dude! Right there, and for you, Nero, I put a link in the Mouseketeer chat. Well, let's look at this lovely. Oh my god! <laughs> exactly. They pretty much have described oh, very... it as crossing a shark with a piranha. Oh, I mean, it's very large. Yeah, that's the thing. Is these piranha are little. This sucker's huge. I mean, look at the. Scroll down a little bit on that link I sent. Look at that thing staring at the camera. No. I don't like how big this thing is. <laughs> Ooh, it's got them forward-facing eyes. That's how you know it's right. scary. That's a, that's a that's a predator right there. Yeah, it calls it a living so, nightmare. Yeah, all right. Talking about all these piranhas because um, uh, Tarzan splashing around in the water <laughs> begins to kind of panic the uh, the elephants, and when he grabs onto one of their tails, it sends them into a stampede because they're all oh, they're already nervous. About piranhas. <laughs> and then then they see Tarzan wiggling around. And one of them's like, is that a piranha? And the, uh, someone else is like, I don't know, probably. I've never seen one before. <laughs> and so they they stampede uh, and, and just wreak a whole bunch of havoc through the that forest. That also raises the question, though. If there's no piranhas in Africa, how does Tantor know about piranhas? <laughs> how do they know about South America? Right? I got the internet. Um, so... <laughs> They got J-Pied. Yeah. A little gorilla baby almost gets trampled. Uh, Kershak does like a cool action roll to save it. Um, And afterwards, he is like, okay. Who the (laughs) fuck did this? Who the fuck fucked up? And Turk is about to take the blame. uh, But but Tarzan kind of... Yeah. Tarzan kind of steps and is like, listen, it was my fault. I, I was fucking around and I found out. I'm sorry. Um, Turk is, is 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 throughout this movie definitely positioned as the like stern, distant father figure um, who who does not really want to accept Tarzan. So he uh, he is very much not pleased. No. But Tarzan's like, hey, I got I got the hair. Uh, and Turk, Turk is like, holy shit. <laughs> Tantor's like, oh, that's what this so, is about? Yeah. So that, but Kerchak does tell Tarzan to his face uh, that he will never belong uh, among the among the gorillas. And I'm like, damn, Kerchak. I'm not supposed to say that to him. I know! It's so mean. He will, never, he, will, he will never be one of them. You can't learn to be one of them. And Tarzan says, bet. And we get son of man. As as we follow Tarzan growing up and and getting really buff, yeah, had to hold that head up. But just like pointed out, his build should not be possible with the way he grew up. He's not like buff, buff. Like he's not Gaston or Hercules buff, right? Yeah, because those dudes are fucking Dorito shaped. Right. <laughs> he's like a very lean kind of buff. He's very flexible. He's he's all he's all fucking sinewy and shit. He looks he's pretty. Tough. Yeah, he's super bendy. Yeah, he's very bendy. So, yeah, his son of man, that's a slap. Uh, certified slap right there. Um, and we just kind of kind of watch him learning to compensate for his, like, you know, he, he can't be a gorilla, but he, he knows how to use tools. He can move through the, 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 uh, the jungle faster by swinging through vines. This is where we first see the, like, the cool sliding along the trees that he does. I love this oh, shit. Oh, these things are very these scenes are very good to look at like very similarly to how 
uh, Quasimodo moved through the uh, the bell tower in such an entertaining way. I love watching uh, Tarzan traverse the jungle. It's just such great character and action animation. Very fluid. It just looks, yeah, very fluid. Looks sick as shit. Um, and so we we kind of see, you know, the uh, he's like, you know, like twenty or something now, all grown up. Uh, his mom does not fall for any of these fucking tricks anymore. <laughs> he's like, how'd you know it was me? And it's you've been doing this for ten years. Yeah, it's a cute scene. Uh, but this this little little tranquility is uh oh he he wrestles with Turk a little bit, which is important because it like foreshadows something. Gets her in a like in a wrestling hole. Basically, he yeah. beats her the way she beat him in the beginning. <gasps> yeah, uh, and that will be mirrored later with another character, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but, but, you know, it's it's all looking all right until uh, the Jaguar shows back up. Yeah, um, yeah, about that. So I, I kind of like that basically Tarzan's character arc is, is almost completed in the first 30 minutes of this movie. Like, I've heard complaints that, oh, why did they kill the Jaguar so early? It should have been the villain through the rest of the movie. And like, like no, no, it, it doesn't talk. The jaguar is is a is a symbol more than like an actual character. Yeah, it's the danger um, of the jungle, which now that men are coming it, in, isn't as dangerous. Yeah, and also like, it closes that little circle. It's she killed Tarzan's parents. Now Tarzan's gone around and killed her, but yeah, more like in so, self-defense, uh, not necessarily revenge, because he's defending his new family <coughs> or current family. She, yeah, she fights Ker- Kerchak and Tarzan swoops in with his spear. <laughs> Yes, yeah. uh, Kerchak. You know, he's big, but this this jaguar is very tenacious. What is it against? Like Sandor? Sabor. So yeah, Sabor. So Tarzan. They have a fight. It's a really good looking fight. Um, once again, no dialogue. All like action animation. Really good shot of him. Like, I love hanging from a tree and just flipping a spear up. And yeah. doing that leopard claw like, back at her. Yeah. After those gargoyles that wouldn't shut the fuck up in uh in, in in Hunchback, it's nice to see a movie that's like let's we can we can have moments that are just like pure action or or just no dialogue. It's right. fine. Um, treat the audience with like respect, even if they are kids. Like they don't need constant noise. They can just vibe. So yeah, he he kills uh, Sabor with with the uh, the spearhead, and you know it, it's this moment like he he has become one with the jungle. He he has conquered its dangers. He is he is truly of the jungle now. Um, and and Kerchak is about to like say as much. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I do. And then a gunshot ooh, happens. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, right. Real quick, real quick, real quick, because this is the this is the trivia that I've been sitting on. Ooh, so ooh. Tarzan's signature yell that we finally hear in all of its full glory right now. Oh. Right, he is, he like lifts the 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 jaguar corpse over his head and does the yell. That's not Tarzan. Oh, uh. that does the yell. He Tony Goldwyn couldn't get the yell right. That is actually Brian Blessed doing the yell. <gasps> oh my god that's yell, incredible although however slight crossover to kingdom hearts uh tony goldwyn did do tarzan's yell in the kingdom hearts game oh, but no in this movie every time you hear playing. tarzan's yell that is brian oh. you know 
I've always thought it's pretty interesting that, uh, at least for the first couple and, and for certain roles, uh, they did manage to get the movie actors in for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they obviously couldn't get uh, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen for the Toy Story characters in the third one. They do have, um, I keep forgetting his first name, but Tom Hanks' brother. <laughs> yeah, like, the, right. the guy who <laughs> makes his career by voicing Tom Hanks characters in inside media. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, that's the thing, is, like, for all of, like, the Woody toys and a bunch of other, like, side spin-off crap, <laughs> they had him instead. <laughs> That must not be... Do you think he's got, like, issues? I gotta... Like, literally living in your brother's shadow forever? I gotta think I he mean, would, at least a little, right? He'll never He'll never be able to, like, make a name for himself on his own. He'll always be the guy you get when you can't get Tom Hanks. Like, the only thing I've seen him in that wasn't just him doing a thing they didn't have Tom Hanks for is he's very briefly in that Beatles rock opera Across the Universe. <laughs> Huh. And then also just a little bit more trivia about said yell. Um, again, originally they were going to have Tony, Tony Goldwyn do it, but he couldn't do it satisfactorily enough. Um, when, yeah. when, after they had actually wrapped up production, Brian Bless mentioned that he could do the yodel because he used to do it as a kid. The producers huh. didn't huh. believe him. So on the spot, he did the yodel, like just right there. They were so impressed that they canceled his ride to the airport, had him sign a separate contract just for the yodel, and they recorded it right then and there. <laughs> Tarzan yell contract. They did, That's no, awesome. They did a contract specifically for the yodel, and they recorded it on the spot. I love Excellent. it. That's very good. I mean, he does a he does a he does a good does. fucking job. That's a good sound and yell. So yeah, but speaking of Brian Blessed, so we hear the gunshot, and everyone's like, "Okay, we should leave." That's bad news. Um, and Tarzan kind of goes to investigate what the fuck is going on with that shit. Right? He's, all the girls are like, fuck and no, and Tarzan's like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, here we are introduced to Clayton, the villain of our movie. And I love Clayton because he is just an asshole. Like, but very similar he's to... He's so unapologetic about it, though. Like, Gaston, at least, he yeah. tried to put on, like, a veneer... Of being a good guy or a good old guy. Clayton's just like, nope, I know what I'm doing. You don't do what I want. Like, he literally is introduced just hacking away at the underbrush willy-nilly with a, with a machete and just talking, bragging about all his past safaris. Yeah. And he literally says, like, the continent of Africa was made for me. It's like, damn, dude, okay. All right, sure. I mean, we know that he does have smarts, though, because as we find out later, he apparently taught a parrot to sing God Save the Queen. Oh, yeah, he does mention that. that. <laughs> yeah, he is painfully British, and he is just like, yeah, he's just like a rich asshole who thinks he's entitled to everything. Um, and I think I've heard, you know, I've heard some people say he's kind of a boring villain because he's just like an, a- he's a rich asshole with a gun. But one, he's got a great design. Uh, he's also got Brian Blessed. Right. And, like, sometimes a Disney villain doesn't have to be, like, big and theatrical and campy, though Clayton obviously is those things. He's also scarily competent. I mean, like him or not, he's able to navigate through an African jungle. Yeah. And, like, he has a gun. And a machete. Which is not something you want to fuck with. And a machete. Which, like, um, I'm trying to think of the other Disney villains that just have a gun. And I mean, Gaston had a gun. But he never really used it much, except for, like, at the beginning. 
Yeah. He was actually more dangerous like when he got his knife, but, you know, knife, machete. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no one else really has uh, a gun. In Pocahontas, um, the settlers did. That's true. Right. Ooh, like Rack- but they're, like, like and them. The framing of them is weird, though, because they don't want to call them the bad guys, but, like... Right. They're not deliberately. Yeah, there's that whole song. There's that whole song about how both sides are bad. Oh my god! Right. Lord, we're gonna have a field day with that movie when it comes time. (laughs) Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun one. One of the everyone says Hunchback is the most ill-advised Disney adaptation. No, No, Pocahontas is definitely the most ill-advised one. We'll we'll get get there there. eventually. So. We we see Clayton and uh, the professor. His name is the first name's like Archimedes. Or yeah, Archimedes. Is always called him Archimedes professor in my notes. Order. I love and, it. I found uh, he was there... a too, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. So he was Captain Campion. So he is like the professor is just this sort of very goofy looking old man who's got a big bushy mustache. He has an epic mustache. Very good. Um, and like everyone, he he is sort of not super down for Clayton's alpha male bullshit. Um, but he is just, he's just here to look for some gorillas along with his daughter, Jane and Jane is here. Yeah. Archimedes. Minerva, uh, or mini driver. Jane's very funny. I like how um, they take her house. She's very much like she starts off as a damsel in distress because she's this very proper, well brought up young lady in a jungle. And then she turns it around and manages to kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, it's, and like, uh, it's, out, it's very it's funny. And, tar- and immediately Tarzan series like, ooh, ooh, who's, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Damn. He starts to um, experience things. <laughs> he starts to feel things he maybe didn't feel Literally. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, Phil tells us all about yeah, the God. things Tarzan's <laughs> feeling later. So, while Tarzan's getting his first boner, um... <laughs> Jane kind of gets fleeced by some baboon. Or not fleeced, but just just sort of um, mischievous, uh, mischievously pranked by a, yeah. a little baby well, I don't even baboon. Think it's, pranked, it's just the she, baboon sees a picture. He's like, "Hey, that's me. I want it." Yeah, yeah. So he takes the picture, um, you know, and, and uh, kind of runs off into the jungle with it. And, and Jane's like, "Hey, give me back my sketchbook." Oh, look, and then a bananas. huge group of baboons. A whole fleet of them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a whole yeah. fleet, I believe, is is how they are. Yeah. They are I just like to. See, I told you they um, <laughs> Yes. Oh, there is a bit uh, before this where where they're Clayton and they're all they're all talking about gorillas, and Clayton, I believe, is like is like, oh, the gorillas don't fucking have familial structures. Come on, they're wild animals, idiots. Yeah. yeah, clearly, oh, he can only interact with the with the world of nature in a, in a way that is like. I am here to conquer it and prove my manhood like by slaying the these beasts. Yeah, and we'll see how that yes. works out for him. Right. Although there is an interesting moment because, like, he keeps kind of hearing Tarzan moving around, and so he like his he's got his his senses up and ends up taking a shot, fucking almost hitting Tarzan. Right. At one point. Yes. But then, like, what's what's really interesting, and I'm sure doesn't mean anything at all is not five minutes after they have Kerchak tell Tarzan he'll, that he'll never be one of them, they straight, they straight up have Clayton go, it's no gorilla. Yeah, like, you know, there's something out there, but it's not a, it's not necessarily a gorilla. Yep. Yeah, because he's trying, he's, Tarzan is, like, lurking in the underbrush, yeah, and Clayton's like, he's no that's gorilla. That's part of what makes it I'm so sure scary, though. It's like, he doesn't even, that's what makes it so scary, though. It's like, he doesn't even know what's out there, but he knows it's not a gorilla, and he's able to almost hit the damn thing. 
Did you hear that? From like nothing. He like so Clayton whips that gun out. <laughs> he whips it. He was ready. Yep. I twisted it in my seat so... too hard and I hurt myself. Wow. <laughs> Good job. So there's this really fun chase where Tarzan is helping Jane run from these baboons. Oh, I love this. It's scene. a great like slapstick action scene. Um, <laughs> okay. There's just there. I think there's a no. there's a bit where she is like attempt. There, where, he like rolls his eyes at one point or looks kind of exasperated. Yeah. And I can't remember where. Uh, I don't. And she she is just wow. hollering. That was- and hooting and yeah. screaming. Y'all both just went like, in... totally dead silent on my end for a moment. Of course. I was uh, like, Guys, not in the sense hello? of like objectifying women, but like she straight up becomes just an object for Tarzan to toss around for like a solid yeah. couple minutes. Yeah, she becomes like a she becomes like a rag doll for a little <laughs> to bit. To be fair, she's trying to run around in that big ass dress through a jungle. Yeah, and she's missing and her boot. So we, we right, kinda... she's missing her boot. Which we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um. So yeah, so they finally get to a like a tree. They escape the baboons, um, and I believe Tarzan like he talks to the baboon to get the, the the sketchbook page back. And Jane's like, "Great, I'm stuck in a tree with a wild man who talks to monkeys." <laughs> yeah, it couldn't possibly but get then, worse. Cue thunderclap. Just the obviously yeah. it can. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tarzan and Jane interact for the first time. And Tarzan obviously doesn't know what personal space is. He's been living with gorillas all his life. Gorillas love to pick uh, stuff off of each other and all that sort of thing. He does play with her toes. Which I think shows more, uh, it's more of a tribute to Minnie Driver's voice work. And that she goes from like giggling and something to all of a sudden just get off. Yeah. Yeah, because (laughs) he's getting too handsy and just kicks him in the face. I love it. Just, just the toes. Tarzan, don't play with people's toes. Tarzan's like, what the fuck just happened? And he's a, I see, I, I have it written down here. Uh, Tarzan does some weird hand shit with Jane. Well, because at the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Back to the beginning, before You'll Be In My Heart, where he holds his hands up to Kala's and realizes how different they are. And now he's looking at Jane yes. like, hey, this is the same as me. And, uh... Yeah, like, and obviously Jane is at first like she's she's like, oh, what is happening? What's with this fucking weird guy? And then they touch hands, and something happens, and Jane's like, well, hang on now. Yeah, hold up. This this weird gorilla man, he's kind of well. Then also just her delivery of like when he goes to listen to her heart, just mini driver's delivery of oh dear. Yeah, she just he just like shoves his his face into her chest. Popping a motorboat. <laughs> Very horny movie in places, I will there, there's say. A lot of, in there's like, a lot of UST in this movie. In like different, different type of because, like, it's not like he knows. Uh, I mean, the, the animators no, know, but it's like, not it like is, he knows. Well, yeah, that's yes. the whole thing. It's and like, it is a different. That's what makes it funny to the audience. It's like obviously he doesn't know he's doing anything untowards. He's just hey, heart, heart. And of course, Dane is it like, is a, uh, it is a different, it is a different kind of horny than Hunchback, where not I was yet. like. Does Esmeralda need to be this, like, sexualized? Yeah, no, this is very innocent. This is more... Yeah, this is more, like, intimate. This is, like... It's it's it's, it's not as it's not quite as, like, uh, eyebrow It's not raising, as, and I know you guys but, are snicker, but it's not as titillating as... <laughs> Shut up, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, you knew so, I had to. I knew you were going to. 
Tarzan uses uh, mimicry to like uh, mirror human speech. Um, he uses his talent for picking picking noises up and, and uses it to kind of try to try to talk with Jane. Yeah, the part where Tarzan? he thinks he's complimenting her hair, then he's then she's like, "Wait a second, he just talked." <laughs> yep, Tarzan. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, Tarzan. No. I'm oh, Jane. I no, he, no, 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 no. I'm Jane. With the hand gesture. And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And and so the, eventually she's like, hey, can you get me back to my camp? Um, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Probably. <laughs> Speaking can of. Can we just walk? Can we walk? <laughs> Very good. So. Speaking of the camp, uh, Tantor and, and the Gorilla Gang come across it while they're looking for Tarzan. Yes. Um, fun fact. And this song. Yeah, are you about to. This song is. Oh, I thought you were by... about to mention. Oh, what? I thought you were about to mention the little trivia in here where we pan across what's in the camp egg. and we do see <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a tea set that looks exactly like uh, yeah, it literally, Mrs. Potts. Yeah, it literally and just is and Mrs. They Potts. Even, and they shit. even acknowledge it with a line going, Those things aren't alive. I know that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, that, um, That's actually, I think, the second or third time Beauty and the Beast has popped up as an Easter egg in another movie. Um, it also popped up in Aladdin. Um, but yes, but no, the uh, the song that they get into here on uh, the soundtrack, because, and this is still a thing Disney does, but I feel like it was maybe more noticeable or more of a thing back in the day. Maybe it was just that I noticed it more because of my age. Um, you know how Disney will always have a couple of their songs covered by, like, someone, or by, like, a popular artist for the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Attraction of the Camp is covered by NSYNC on the soundtrack. Oh, Wait, my say God. Attraction of the Camp is covered by NSYNC for the Tarzan soundtrack. Okay, that's kind of awesome. I have to find that after this now. I know, right? Another Kingdom Heart, another Kingdom Hearts uh, oh, connection. Yeah. Lance Bass right. as Sephiroth. Oh my god, Sephiroth. The funniest casting oh, ever. funny thing also about this, um, just because we mentioned Kingdom Hearts, I you guys may have already found this. If so, I won't mention it. But I found out why uh, the jungle, why Tarzan never shows up in any of the other Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, I already knew this. I think I, I, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, they, they basically, they lost, they lost the rights to the franchise from the original author's estate, but they kept the rights to this particular adaptation, which is why it's on Disney+. Plus. But that's also why it hasn't shown up in any other Kingdom Hearts game, which is a shame. Yeah. Interesting. Although, I don't know, I guess they kind of really can't do much more with it since, you know, Clayton got squished by a heartless chameleon. Well. Well. Ooh, ah, not Clayton. <laughs> Anyway. So, I've got here uh, on my notes the gorillas invent stomp. Oh my god! Um, oh my god, dude! I remember watching them. Yeah, I watched them. They they put it on all the time in my elementary yep. school like uh, music class. Yep. So yeah, they just start they like, us, like smashing shit week, up. And I think they actually came during an assembly once. Oh my it was god. Fun. So yeah, they just start smashing shit, and then they get their they get going their own rhythm, and Turk is just is just like Scooby Doo 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 Ba Ba Ba. Um, this, yeah, and uh, I love this because it's like we we hear the diegetic version of this once they get into the camp where it's just a fucking cacophony. I know, I love it. Um, because Tarzan and Jane hear this, and also Clayton and, and the presser hear this, and go, "What the f- what the fuck is right? that?" What's like, going they on think over they're hearing there? music and Kerchak's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so everyone hears this Cacophony. insanity. <laughs> um, they're just not ready for it. It's ahead of its time. 
<laughs> Back to the future voice, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> Just like yes. indoor plumbing, it's so, going to be big. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and, uh... Let's see what what happens here. I forgot to take a few notes. So like, do do, do Tarzan and Jane come back to the camp first? They or... come back. They come yeah, back yeah, yeah. first because that's when Jane like actually gets to glimpse the gorillas at first. Yeah. Yes. They they she kind of makes yes. a connection with Turk or well, attempts to. When, isn't that and then Tarz- No no no. That she doesn't meet Kali yet. That's a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, way right. later. Um. And then, yeah. No. Because this is where Kerchak comes in. Is like, don't fuck with right. this. We do not want to like mix with their world. It's dangerous, you know. They've got guns. I forbid you from from going out there. So he makes and everybody Tarzan leave. And Tarzan goes off on Kala. Like, why didn't you tell me there were others that looked like me? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to so... Kala, she don't know. She's she's she seen three well, humans ever, and two of them were dead. Were dead. She knew that there were others like him. She she just never, as we see, we she never told him where well, he came. Well, because at that point, true. as far as she was concerned, there weren't going to be any more humans. So it's like you know, yeah. stay with us. Yeah. You're one of us. You don't need to worry about anybody else. Which that is, so, I read like a real quick summary of the book when, uh, when I found out that there were friggin' twenty four of them. Apparently, in the book, he does go back and forth to his dead parents' cabin a lot. Like he teaches himself how to read English, but he can't actually because he's like it. some kind of lord in the books, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, um, Lord Greystoke or something like that. Gra- which, yeah, uh, Greystoke, Greystoke. Totally is something yeah, like and, name. Yeah, Clayton. Uh-huh. Yeah, his his name is John Clayton the second, and oh. the Clayton that comes, yeah, the Clayton that comes with Jane and the others is like his cousin William Clayton. Oh, and from the the summary didn't mention it, but I don't think he's supposed to be a bad guy because he ends up either marrying or almost marrying Jane after the first book. I'm gonna try to find these Weird. books now, yeah. just out of curiosity. So <laughs> this is where Jane podcast. is telling Jane is telling Clayton and her father all about her crazy afternoon. Which, by the way, and, this uh, both of them are ad lib by Minnie Driver. Mm. Oh, that's very funny. Uh, that's very both good. of them are pretty skeptical. Uh, Clayton is, but Clayton <laughs> he walks on uh, has Daddy. They took my boot. Yeah, Clayton yeah, those are the is like, on. Clayton is on some women be shopping shit yeah. throughout most of this movie. Um, he is he is your archetypical like Victorian alpha male or he whatever. He hears the word gorillas. Uh, uh, wherever. Yeah, so he hears gorillas like gorillas. That was really um, good, Nero. Yeah, thank you. I, I was just trying to get the, like the the toothiness no, of his smile. He's like, go. Like if you made that like a little gorillas. bit louder, like more of the Brian Blessed punch behind it, that would be like really dead on. Finally, I can live my my dream of being a Brian Brian Blessed impersonator. I mean, that's a lot of gold, um, dude. Not many come close. <laughs> Not many. So, uh, Jane is describing Tarzan to all of them, and she kind of gets lost in the sauce. A little. She's like, his eyes were so <laughs> intense. Should I leave you in the blackboard alone uh, for a minute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. I love her dad. He yeah, alternates having no idea what's going on and knowing exactly what's he's going on. He's a good dad, though. It's like, you know, any other, he could have been yeah. like a dick. Like, no, he's dangerous. Stay away. He's just like, oh, do you, do you need a minute with a blackboard? Yeah, he's like, you got something going on here with this guy. I don't know. Yeah, they do. But I that do. is when... I like uh, dad. They do take a, yes, a minute to name funny. drop, like, three Tarzan movies all at once when she tells them that he's gone. Yep. Because she... Oh, and... Uh, she says he. Oh, wait, say? She says he left, and they're like, "Who left?" She goes, "Tarzan." Tarzan, the ape man. 
which is a movie from the 30s, which was then remade yep. in the 50s and the 80s. Um, right. Tarzan the Yeah, it was like the, the, the OG Tarzan yeah, uh, movie. The one from the 80s starred Bo Derek, and I found, I uh, was looking around at pictures and stuff, a lot of the screenshots from it are recreated in this, like they do the foot thing, for example. Um, I found a poster of it, which I caught with this tagline: "The most beautiful woman of our time in the most erotic adventure of all time." And like, oh. thanks, guys. Oh my. <laughs> thanks. Oh my. Yeah. I found some interesting casting so, things while I was looking for trivia. Did okay? Have you guys? Did you see uh, either of you ever see the George of the Jungle parody with Brendan? Uh, I never saw the movie. I saw the trailer a lot because it was on one of the Herbie. Right. Types I so watched as Brendan a kid. Fraser played George in that movie. He was actually right. considered to voice Tarzan in the movie. Ah. Um, oh they my also god! Considered That's very good. Ben Affleck and Christian Bale. Ooh. Okay. Um, no. For, Who are you? I'm Tarzan. For Clayton, they actually can. Two of the people they considered for Clayton as an alternative was Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Ooh. Ooh. The, I think. Huh. I think they made the right choice with Brian. Oh, yeah. Blessed. They, yeah, he, he did a very good job. Like... Oh yeah, and also uh, Harrison Ford and Dustin Hoffman were both considered for Kerchak, and they actually <laughs> huh, used okay. Ford's mannerisms while they were animating Kerchak. Okay. That makes sense. He is a little bit. He is a little bit Ford esque. I'm glad they went with Hendrickson. Yeah. Um, I think he's got just like that very stern, yeah, gravelly he, voice. Yeah, he does. Also, uh, he's a very good choice for that. Yeah. Also, uh, Saruman was originally also considered for Professor Porter. No, Christopher Lee. Oh, that would have been very Lloyd different. And John Lithgow of uh, Monty Python. No, Christo- Christopher Lee, no, not Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yes, never sorry, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. I'm bad. I'm grounded. Christopher Lloyd. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's a better. That's better than Christopher yeah, no, Lee. Really that would be more fitting. Choice, no. That would have been a, a very different. Oh, character. and also, we came dangerously close to having a Jason Alexander Gargoyle in the movie. Oh no! Uh, oh Christ! Kirk was originally going to be male, and they had offered it to Chris Rock. Oh, oh no! Yeah, and and he <laughs> he turned down the role they offered it to him and he turned it down and then they flipped it to female and got Rosie O'Donnell so we came this yeah, close for the to best. adding a Jason Alexander gargoyle Ooh. Okay. <laughs> much like Tarzan a couple scenes ago right. and then bullet. final bit of, of voice actor trivia and then I'll stop uh, another alternative that was considered for Kala which I think would have also been well uh, was Sigourney Weaver huh. that that yeah that would have been good so anyway. the, this is where we get uh, Clayton's like, there's no, <laughs> you're fucking making up fantasies. This wild man is not real. At which point Tarzan just lands right. in the middle of the camp. Sorry. Bitch, say um, what? Yeah, and, and Clayton is immediately like, all right, let's get him to lead us to the gorillas. He's just really interested in gorillas, you guys. He just, he, just, he really well, likes the research. He wants to learn so much about them. Uh, and this is where we get Strangers Like Me. Uh, where, where Tarzan learns about human culture, they show him some like uh, old old timey like slideshows and whatnot. Yeah. I think this is this is set in like the early 1900s, yeah. I think, or like late 1800s. Um, which I think there's a certain point later where Jane's outfit would be absolutely scandalous right, during this time because they have her in like a t- like underskirt things which are completely conservative yeah. by today's standards but back then it would have been like oh my god he's slut <laughs> yeah it just looks like normal pajamas to, been, to our it eyes it would have literally been Jane you ignorant slut <laughs> yeah like people would have been 
freaking the fuck out. There would be women fainting in the street if they ever saw this. Children um, crying, women clutching their pearls, men dropping their monocles in their teeth. Yeah, just like popping out of the at, at, at sonic speeds and go, my word. <laughs> um, but I guess Clayton doesn't give a shit about any of that. No. Uh, he's not really a proper gentleman he, type. He's, I guess, he, he's very much a man's man, and right now this is like a this is a womanly distraction. He has eyes for one thing, and that's a dead gorilla. He literally wants Kerchak stuffed in his studio. So. Uh, the Tarzan and Jane, they're getting real mushy, you know, uh, and, and also I should say, Kerchak, I do believe, uh, f- expressly forbids Tarzan from visiting the camp. He's like, look, I need you to protect our family. Like, don't. you're, if you're going to be one of us, you have to. Although also, may I also say at the end Anywhere of the song, at the end of the song, did anybody else just want to snuggle the shit out of those little birds that Jane got to sketch and meet? Cause they looked so oh, freaking right? cuddly. Yeah, Even though so I know cute. from personal experience, Laura Keats are not to be trifled with. <laughs> I was in my own little live-action production um, of The Birds when I was, like, five. Yeah. And so, yeah, Tarzan and Jane, they're, like, they're making connections. Tarzan's learning about romance. This is the song where, where it says, like, I'm feeling things I've never felt before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, man. I, I get it. And he, he, that 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 line happens while he's on his back with his hands behind his head, staring up at the night he's sky. He's totally jacking off in his head. Like, uh. like, yeah, come on now, come on now, Tarzan. Um, but uh, this, I love this because, of course, uh, this this exhibition is like timed. There's a boat coming to pick them up, and the boat arrives, and a bunch of extras from Peter Pan <laughs> are here to break the right. Who the fuck are these guys? One of them apparently is named Snipe. Okay. Like, alright, sure, I guess. Like, these fucking cartoon pirate dudes are just here. That should really give clue you into the fact that Clayton hired all these dudes and they're all, like, dirty yeah, well, uh, spoilers. We see the actual, who I assume is the actual captain here in a little bit. He looks fine. Yes, because he's... Yeah, he's thrown in the brig with everyone else. But yeah, we see him. He looks like a normal sea captain of the time. Everyone else is like a fucking scallywag. <laughs> um, but uh, so so Jane is just in her feelings about having to leave Tarzan. Uh, she's like, I can't stay, uh, and she just like runs off to the boat. And this is where <laughs> this is where Clayton goes, like, Hey, man, we're gonna be shopping, am I right? <laughs> Whistle, who's a- grabs a bottle of wine and like two glasses of wine, passing dude. <laughs> They like, say, hey, man, don't sweat it. No one can figure out women, am I right, bro? Yeah, on, like, man. he even tells him, like, even if you hadn't been raised in the jungle, you'd be lost. Like, okay. All right, man. Okay, Clayton. Um, But he's like, hey, man, maybe if she saw some fucking gorillas, she'd stay. He even does it dirty, too. Like, sure. he's, like, even Tarzan is like, you know, well, if I show up, will she stay? And he's like, gee, that's why she came here, isn't it? Like, all right, bitch. Yeah, just, just, just fleecing this poor guy. Like, come the fuck that's on, like Clayton. Do you, have no, do you have no moral compass? No. And the answer is no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah, no. So... Uh, Turk and Tantor are fucking recruited God. for an extremely stupid decoy plan dog, where they dress up. I, yes. I uh, Tar- love the ch- scene transition here, though. 
Yeah, just like Tarzan's big soulful eyes, and then Turk dressed with a fucking coconut. I'm gonna claw kill him. <laughs> and uh, so, and uh, Tantor has his trunk dressed as the professor, and they lead Kerchak on a merry chase because they're they make him think that the humans are coming, and he uh, he chases them off so that Tarzan can uh, take his girlfriend to meet his mom. Yep. And then Cal is kind of nervous about all this because obviously Tarzan was not supposed to do any of this. Um, but Jane is making an effort to communicate with them. Yes. Uh, and everyone is just kind of, kind of. There's there are there's a, a chance for connections to be made. These little babies are are playing with Jane. Everyone's kind of coming out of the out of the uh, out of the out of the jungle here That's, to to hang the out. The first curious. thing that Tarzan teaches her in his own language is how to say, I'm going to stay here forever. Yeah, Jane stays with Tarzan. And of uh-huh. course, the gorillas lose their shit Whoops. happily. Uh, and, like, Clayton and the professor are also here. And I love Clayton's barely restrained disgust with, like, Everything. the professor and Jane's in earnest fascination with, with the get gorillas. Up, get up. Don't get up. <laughs> he is, like... He he is just seeing all of these all of these wonderful creatures as like it, it's stuffed in trophy cases. I do love how we while get, these how we are... with them a little bit because right after you know he's all ominous and foreshadowing, like marking the spot on his map, and immediately the gorillas steal his map and his gun. Yeah. Yes. Don't yeah, play with looking that. straight down the barrel of the gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, unfortunately, this is when Kerchak comes back, and uh, along with Tantor and Turk, immediately attacks. Clayton. And Jane's like, "Oh, those are my clothes." Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's got a gun. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Um, is if yeah, he so recognized j- the gun, or just that Clayton's the biggest asshole here? Which honestly, it could be both. Well, Clayton did point a gun at him, and I think Kerchak. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Kerchak is smart enough to know, oh. I don't know what that is, well, but it's, it's not bad. good. Well, and it could have also been, I know with a lot of monkey and ape species, making direct eye contact is a sign of aggression. And we can assume Clayton yeah. was looking straight at Kerchak. So that could have been it, too. Is That was a blatant sign of aggression, and he's pointing this thing at me. Yeah, he may not have known so what a gun Kerchak... is, but, like, the signs are all there. Right. Oh, yeah. Gorillas are smart. So he attempts to... Uh, beat Clayton's skull like a fucking bongo drum <laughs> but uh, Tarzan stops him Puts a male uh, and kind of fights him off gorilla in a fucking headlock which can we just appreciate yeah. the yeah. skill there that's, that's some serious shit any other person um, would literally get course, ripped limb from limb for doing that this is of course <laughs> the mirror of his, his wrestling with Turk yeah. uh, he, he puts Kerchak in this headlock uh, everyone else is kind of shocked yeah, by it's like, it holy shit you just uh, took down the boss Humans, the humans leave. Uh, they go up. They go to the boat, and uh, Kerchak is like, "All right, uh, listen, you you cannot stay. I told you, I gave you one thing. I told you to protect our family, and you couldn't fucking stay away. So like, just just leave, man." And this is where Kala is like, "I need to show you something. I should have shown you a long time ago." And uh, she takes her. Uh, takes him to the the the, the cabin, and uh, just kind of shares with him like this is where you came from. Yeah, this is like where I found you. We get like 
I think it's like a piano reprise of yeah. yeah. Two Worlds, One Family. Really Two Worlds, One well. Family. Uh, I was tearing up a little bit during this scene. He's like, you'll always be my mother. Yeah, he puts on like a suit. He, he finds some clothes in there. His dad, which, uh, um, which I just want to say, as long as it's been, those clothes should not still be in that good condition. No, absolutely not. They've been in the jungle yeah. for like so 20 humid. years. Know that the roof is falling apart, so there would be mold and bugs and but Disney. Maybe. <laughs> and like, yeah, but yeah, there's just this wonderful scene where it's like, listen, I, no matter where I came from or no matter where I go, you'll always be my mother. Like Tarzan's crying. Doesn't matter if I'm a human or Kala's not. Kala's crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. Everybody's crying. <laughs> so uh, he goes to the boat. He goes with his people, and, uh, and Clayton's like, you know, obviously showing some signs of uh, trickery. And he, he's very happy to be with Jane. Tarzan's like, but I'll be with you, right? And Jane is kind of sadly like, yeah, I'm going to go up yeah, here. About that. <laughs> and immediately, like, immediately no time. Clayton betrays all of them. Instantly. Which, raise your hand if you so totally did not ever see this coming. Uh, what all of the but all of those weird pirate guys looked so trusting. I know they seem like such nice guys. I would love it if one of the weird um, pirate guys had been like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't." And then the next shot would be him. Uh, very. Yeah, right. Kind of similar to Treasure Planet, where secretly the boat is completely staffed with guys paid for <laughs> by the villain. Who would have ever seen it coming? Um, right. And they're they're just as obviously evil pirates in this movie as they are in that movie. So hey, but uh, I love this part where Tarzan attempts to traverse the boat like the jungle, but unfortunately, metal is smooth. Yeah, it don't work so good. And he falls into some crates and gets captured while Clayton is preparing to drag all of the gorillas onto cages. He's like, "Listen, do you know how much fucking money gorillas <laughs> are worth?" Tarzan says, "Flat out, what is money? I want this one stuffed." Yeah. Yep. He's got a bone to pick with Kirk <laughs> So, while they're doing this, uh, Turk and, and Tantor are kind of sadly watching. Uh, Turk is very much frustrated with Tarzan about leaving. They hear, um, they hear sounds of distress from the boat. I think they hear Tarzan's yell. Yeah. Um, and Turk is like, "Well, you know what? N- fuck him. He left." I don't know why we should go back. And Tantor Nass. goes off on her. <laughs> like, I have Nass. had enough. I have had enough with your fucking emotional constipation. Yeah, I love a good line. I love that you, phrase. Yeah. And just like shaking her around with his trunk. is like, you know what? We're, we cannot abandon him. We're his best friends. We got to go back for him. And they do. Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> they jump off the cliff. And Tantor's like, I cannot like, believe I did I that. I feel that's so the, that's alive. The most exciting. Good, because I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So this is how uh, Tantor stealths. I know. Yeah, it's there's a fun character dynamic. They aren't completely out of place. Like, yeah, they're they're cracking jokes. They're making funny stuff. They aren't talking about how they want to fuck goats. They or provide whatever. comic relief, but they don't do because like there's a right and a wrong way to do like mood whiplash. They do it right. So like they'll put in some levity in some of the scenes, but it's not you know like Nero said. They're not trying to dress and drag and fuck goats. And because the rest of the, like, movie is so pulpy, it doesn't feel jarring. Like, yeah, there's a lot of kind of intense action, but there's this sort of lighthearted core of adventure. The humor is already in it in the movie. 
it's already been yeah. there. Whereas it with Hunchback, not... it's like it comes out of nowhere. And and the, all of the Looney Tunes slapstick in that movie is, is jarring right. as well. Whereas this one, the the slapstick is way less like cartoony. No one's getting sh- fucking nutshotted. Uh, um, too, it's actually fun. But like that, yeah, <laughs> it's like that baboon chase. Like it, it is fun while also being somewhat menacing. Like the baboons are a little right. bit scary, but also like. We we got we got Tarzan flipping Jane like a pancake and the, <laughs> yeah. the baboon running into the fucking like right. log. Well, like, like we've got the fine. damsel in distress suddenly using her parasol as a battering ram to knock monkeys off the branch. They tossed in bowling yes. ball sound effects too, but it works though. <laughs> very, that scene is already good. kind of slapsticky in and of itself, so it worked. Yeah. So so Tantor boards the boat. <laughs> Well, Tarzan is locked in the breeze, banging himself against the wall. Like an and Jane's like, I'm. <laughs> yes. And Jane's like, listen, man, I'm sorry. We cannot get out of here. Clayton fucking, like, fleeced all of us. Clayton um, fucked us all over. Yep. But then Tantor busts through the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, we cut to poaching time. Clayton and his boys, they got nets, they got cages, they're ready to go. They're shooting flares. Everything is bathed in like this creepy red light. Yeah. Um, he fights with Kerchak. He does shoot him. Um, but his attempted poaching is foiled by the arrival of Tarzan, Jane, and the jungle at large. Tarzan basically swings through the jungle and tells everyone what's going on. Uh, and he arrives with elephants and fucking hippos and rhinos in tow. None of these animals live in nope. jungles. I should they live say. Well, the he went and got um, the plains. Or in the river, in the case of the hippo. The only ones that do live in a jungle is the jaguar. Which is dead. Um, and that is... <laughs> yes. So... Oh, man. That's what Tarzan is Yeah, they are... does make for a pretty badass cavalry is here kind of thing. Yes. We, got a, we get a reprise of the elephant stampede. Uh, the, Clayton and his boys just get completely... They, they get the fucking floor wiped with them. Fairly certain at least half of them um, die. Yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> and uh, they they attempt to, to bring Kala back to the boat. Uh, who saves her again? Is it Jane? Yes. Jane yeah, I love this scene, too. Cause... She pries it open with a crowbar. Yeah, Jane's yes. trying to figure, figure out a way to get it open, and some guy is, like, coming up behind her with a crowbar, and Tarzan just lands on him. Yeah, so she saves Kala while Tarzan has his final confrontation with Clayton. Uh, he is, like, swinging around the... the the jungle dodging, you know, dodging gunfire. He gets he gets grazed by a bullet at one point. We kind of saw um, hints of his agility, though, earlier during Son of Man. Remember when he's outrunning the snake throughout the trees, how he's able to tangle the snake up <laughs> yeah. in the tree. Which is, what, which is exactly what he does to Clayton here in a bit. But I, I really like the line where, where, Clay, where he, he, gra- he has grabbed Clayton's gun. Um, and he's in Clayton's like, why don't you fucking shoot me, bro? Be a man. And, uh, like he's straight up Tarzan, Tarzan, Tarzan rebuts that with not a man After like he you. he does a dead on impression of the gun going off. So Clayton legit thinks he shot yes. for a minute. And see, that's, yeah, another thing. So Tarzan, that's another thing. They managed to like keep that going throughout the movie in a pretty good way. Right. That he, it's not just a yeah, his mimicry. That he can stuff. It's he uses it to against his opponents like either as intimidation or threat yeah he rejects the kind of masculinity that uh clayton represents not just throws the gun away but fucking smashes the gun to pieces 
Yeah, dog. Yeah, he smashes it on the tree. And uh, this is where Clayton pulls out the machete and starts going for the knife oh. tricks. Uh, but then Tarzan tangles him up in a bunch of vines uh, to, to stop him. But Clayton, uh, of course, believes he is superior to all this, all this nature I'm just nonsense. I'm going to hack myself free. And he is just, yeah, he's just hacking himself free. And Tarzan's like, hey, bro, don't Tarzan, do that. Tarzan shows more of his character, too. Is he, is act, he sees what's about to happen and tries to warn Clayton. Yes, and so we, we see as he is attempting to slice himself free, the vines begin to snake and around he's his neglecting. neck. I think he already uh, had one around his neck. It's just he's focused more on all the ones around his limbs, and he's forgetting about the one that's right there on his neck. Yeah. And so he uh, cuts away all of, all of the other stuff, and then that means he's uh, completely unrestrained, except for the one around his neck, <laughs> and he falls, and Tarzan attempts to catch him, but uh, then then we see uh, in a shadow... From a flash of lightning, Clayton's hanging. Which is one of the this most is like only the screen. second time we've seen a dead body with Disney. I think so. We saw Mufasa after the stampede, but it looks like he was just sleeping. We actually fucking see Clayton hanging. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will watch. We see Kurtak die here in a few minutes. Well, but yeah, again, but I mean, like as far as something like this violent. Yeah, directly. Direct, exactly. Not just because Hurtak is already hurt and it's slowly dying after that. No, this is we just fucking saw a character get his neck broken on screen. Yeah, yeah. And Clayton is ultimately undone by the jungle. Ooh, he thought he could conquer. That's one of those conquer. killing shots, I think, in the entire um, movie. You know, this is very much a man versus nature movie, and uh, nature yeah. wins because Clayton's a, a fucking chauvinist right. asshole. He had it coming. And he uh, had it coming. So then they go back to Kerchak, who lays dying, and he's like, he passes leadership on to Tarzan, and finally calls him his son. About damn time. Finally accepts that he was probably about to do that before, after the jaguar thing. Clayton fucked up, (laughs) but got interrupted. And he even and he not only acknowledges Tarzan as his son, but he asks for forgiveness. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, forgive me for not seeing it sooner. Or for being so blind, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then he dies. Tarzan does the yell. Uh, he he is now truly the king of the jungle. Um, and so, but but Jane and the professor, they're going to leave. They, they, they still have the actual boat there with the actual captain. Um, yeah. And, like, she, she's saying goodbye to Tarzan. She's, they're going to miss each other. Uh, and while they're on the boat, her dad's like, come the fuck on. You are so much happier here than you ever were in, in England. Just be honest with yourself and go back to him because you love him. And she does. She, she just jumps from the boat and swims all the way over there. Uh, and they tackles Tarzan and they have a kiss. She has a face after the <laughs> second kiss, by the way. This, this fucking smile <laughs> that she has. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Uh, and also, this is where the professor's like, you know what, actually, I'm going to. Just tell him, uh, tell yes, him we got lost in the jungle. Exactly. Have a little time. <laughs> he has a point, though. Like, there's no such thing as GPS and cell phones. It's like, literally, he could just drop off the face of the earth if he wants. Which he does, apparently. Yeah. Uh, just, just uh, Yes, he does. He, he embraces the jungle life, as does Jane. We get the final shot of her and Tarzan sliding along the trees. Oh, don't forget the, where she uh, actually with... says, she repeats the Jane will stay with Tarzan and means it. Yeah. Yes, in, in Gorilla. 
What a, and and that's our ending. We we see them together over the edge of a cliff, looking over their the the the, the wonderful domain that they call home, and that's credits. We get on we get Tarzan. one final epic yell from Brian Blessed. Yep. You can't call him just Brian. Jane and her father. Yes, obviously. And usually you'd have to yell like, Brian Blessed. I'll let you do that. (laughs) So that was Tarzan. I gotta say, I had not seen Tarzan before. I quite like that. You haven't watched it in a while. I have not. I had not seen Tarzan before. There are a lot of Disney movies of this era that I've never seen in, in, in full. I've definitely seen bits of Tarzan, but I never just sat down to Tarzan watch it. Tarzan is one of those movies where, for the most part, unless it's like the Avengers, usually with like the older Disney movies, I'll mostly just watch them for the podcast. Or if my sister asks me to watch them with her or my nephew. Tarzan is one of those movies where I'll just be chilling at home. If I'm looking for something to watch on TV, I'll just go ahead and put Tarzan on and watch it because I like it that much. Yeah. It's just like a, a very chill, kind of comfortable <laughs> movie. In fact... Now that I've been on 10 episodes of this <gasps> filth-ridden podcast, um, this unsanitary uh, pond water of, of podcasts, I, I have ranked 10 movies. Hooray! Would you like to hear my ranking from yeah, bottom I to would. top? Number 10, Artemis Fowl. This movie makes me is fucking angry. Is that even angry. on the list? Yeah, it's, it is the bottom of the list, and it, uh, until I see something worse, it will stay well, at the bottom right, of the list. Well, that's right, because you is weren't a, here for I was not. So until I find, but even if I did see Million Dollar Duck, I bet this would still be at the bottom. Personally, for me, personally for me, this adaptation is so bad. Like even and even if the adaptation it wasn't a bad adaptation, it would maybe it would still be a good movie. But it's just a terrible movie. It is like bafflingly weirdly and I'm like, I'm bad. Not watch it. I wanted to like it because of Josh Gad and Colin Farrell and I'm just like I can't even enjoy Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell's barely in it. Josh Gad is making truly bizarre acting choices. He just needs to, he needs to, um, stick, to he needs to stick to warm hugs. <laughs> and it's like how did this happen? Um so that's my my bottom of the list. That the movie makes me mad to think about Shocking and watch. Nobody. That's Number fair. 9 Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I'm so glad I um, technically a better movie. I'm tempted to go back and watch that movie so I know what you all had to go through. Technically, if we're just talking raw filmmaking, it is probably a better movie than Artemis yeah! Fowl. It's yeah, you know, not very good. Um, it's it's just like I don't know, man. It's 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 a little bit racist. It's a little bit. <laughs> cringe to watch it's not talking dogs, uh, it was clearly made so. it was clearly made on a budget of like fucking two dollars and a piece it of twine for a cash grab, um, let's be honest yes and so were all the sequels number eight bambi <laughs> uh it's a very pretty a movie it's it's just yeah it's just kind of boring <laughs> like Fair. movies were just built different in the 40s you could go and watch a movie where a, a lovely little deer boy just kind of frolics around for an hour and a half and then the climax happens. It was and kind of done over. in the vein of, um, I don't remember what it's called, but I actually saw this recently pop up. It's a specific genre of anime or Japanese movies where it's, there's no, they're made with no like real conflict. They're supposed to be just about nature or healing or just, you know, day to day stuff. And that's kind of what it was done in the vein of, I feel. Yeah. 
Because with the exception Maybe. of his mom I feel like dying, I've seen that... there's really not a lot of like conflict, conflict like we usually see in Disney movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, Bambi was made before Disney movie was really a codified right. thing. Like, there had only been, what, two or three before that. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen that passed around, specifically applied to Ghibli movies, which is definitely wrong. Those movies had a lot, have a lot of conflict in them, even if they do have very pretty uh, nature scapes. But maybe, I don't know, are there even any Ghibli movies on Disney Plus? I know they handle the distribution, but I don't there, know if they have the like, streaming I think uh, but we, we we might watch a couple of those if they're on there at some point because there's there are some I actually haven't seen. I haven't seen <gasps> Howl's Moving Castle. Oh my god, that's all right. Um, I haven't seen Ponyo, and I haven't seen Princess Mononoke in a very I long time. I think I started watching that, and at the time my sister was young. I got my parents to let me record it on TiVo. <laughs> yeah, because they knew that I watched like Inuyasha, so they thought, okay, this is going to be like Spirited Away in Howl's Moving Castle, and it most certainly was not. <laughs> It's it is the the fucking opening boar scene is definitely might be a bit too. That much was where I had to kid. turn it off because it was um, freaking my sister out, which understandable. It's freaky. Um, number seven, Zootopia. Yeah. yeah. The there is a fun second act surrounded by weird world building. A lot of racism. Very yeah, a lot, a lot of racism. Really weird, like just bad politics. It's just like I don't know. I think they could have made a good movie out of this, but they decided to make it this weird, like... I, I do like know. the bit, though, where they wind up it's having very the sloth being the fastest driver in the movie. That was yeah. fun. Like I said, the second act is the best part of the movie where it's just a buddy oh, cop yeah. film. And it's just, like, gags. Like, that's fine. I like that. But the thing. first... Yeah. The first and third acts, like, uh, um, It's very pretty, but that's all I'll say on that. Number six, The Love <laughs> Bug. A very treasured piece of my childhood it is a very weird movie um the pacing is kind of bad like the the final race takes forever um but there's a lot of funny bits i love i still love the bit where he's like running through the darkened streets of san francisco calling out for <laughs> herbie <right. laughs> uh just a weirdly striking sequence in this stupid kids movie about a car number five is hunchback um, a very scatterbrained movie. We talked a lot about its tone problems in the episode. Those fucking gargoyles just suck they so really bad. Do. The only part, literally and the only like, gargoyle scene I liked was again at the very end during the siege on Notre Dame with La- with uh, Laverne doing the Wizard of Oz shout out with the pigeons. Yeah, and it's like it. It is a movie. That has a lot of big ideas. It has an incredible soundtrack, barring one me. And I will uh, say song. how the animated Notre Dame was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's a be- it's a gorgeous movie. Some great characters in it. Some some wonderful songs. But ultimately, it is like there's too much tension pulling in at every direction for it to really work. Um, but I definitely sit down and watch it. Maybe sometime we would just have to again. hit the mute button every time the gargoyles come on screen. Yeah. Number four, a yes. Goofy movie. Um, this is a very fun movie. I love this. Uh, Goofy's a great character. And, like, despite the fact that a lot of the, that some of these Disney songs are ill-fitting in a movie like this, uh, Powerline yes. slaps. Yes, so we only hear him twice in the entire movie, but it's awesome. 
You know what? Right. That's all you need. You don't want you don't want to overuse the power line. You got to deploy him. Right. I think if they had done him, like if he had had any speaking lines, I think it would have diluted it. But no, I love him doing just the two songs. That was perfect. So yeah, that was Goofy movie number four. Definitely a lot of fun. Number three, Tarzan. Hey, okay, this okay. week's. I ended up liking it way more than I thought I would. Uh, it's a really. It has a really good style. There's like. It's much more cartoony than Hunchback. Everyone is way more exaggerated. But it works. Uh, Jane is Jane's very funny. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell is actually a funny like animal sidekick, and like it's uh it's got a slapping soundtrack from our boy Phil. Phil Collins went hard for us, man. Number two, he did. Number two, Treasure Yay. Planet. This movie has a lot of flaws, but it's central. Hook is so strong and the world building is so strong. I will look past all of them and just look at how great Silver's animation is and how good that central arc is. And like, it's got Captain Amelia in it. Like, what What do you, what more do you less need? Less of the Martin Fort robot? It's got boats and, yeah, I guess I could use less of that. But unlike the, the, gar, the gargoyles, he is not That's omnipresent. True. He is, he's only there for the third act and like, he's super annoying. He does but contribute to he the plot, doesn't though. really. He doesn't try to fuck a goat. Yeah, well, personally. barely. Yeah, he doesn't try to fuck a goat, and he doesn't. Importantly, he doesn't like sully any other scenes with his presence. <laughs> really, like all of the all of the big emotional scenes and big dramatic scenes are there, and without him cracking jokes and shit. Like, there's no there's no moment where he eats a bunch of rocks and pretends to be a plane. Right. He does, and like when he does finally like come into a moment, it works. Like at the end when uh, he hugs Jim and Jim hugs him back. Yeah. It's the end of the movie, and they've yeah. all just survived, so it works. And finally, number one, you all know this is coming. The Emperor's yeah. Groove. That movie's just fucking good. It's tight. It's, it's meta. funny. It looks great. Like. It's just a good fucking movie. It is definitely it held up way better than I thought it would, and like that is one of what I would if anyone would, hey you want to watch Emperor's New Groove I'd say yeah fuck yeah let's watch the Emperor's and it also New has Groove. a good star set of cast as well with Eartha Kitt, John Goodman, yeah. David Spade, the original Piglet. Oh yeah, Patrick Warburton. Yes. Yeah, and so that is my list. No, Emperor's New Groove still still at the top. I don't know if anything will ever depose it. Honestly, um. And I don't I mean, know if do. anything will ever be worse than Artemis uh, Fowl. I don't know. I've, I think once we Give start getting into the sequ- once we start getting into the sequel, that may bump Artemis Fowl out. This maybe, but like even those shitty direct-to-video sequels are let like they're just kind of lame. Artemis Fowl is raging yeah, like, for me. I hate it very, so yeah, much. It's actively bad. That's very true. Um, also, really quick, before we get into, like, plugs and the next movie and stuff, I did find one more piece of trivia that well, I... Questions oh, before questions, too. too. I actually found one more piece of trivia that I overlooked because it was on a different page. Ooh. There was actually... The Clayton's death that we see in the movie was not his initial death. Uh, initially, initially, there was going to be... And it looks like... I think I found a storyboard for it, which I could try to post in the chat here in a bit. Um... But apparently, initially, he was supposed to have a knife fight with Tarzan on board a riverboat. <laughs> and a oh, fire shit. starts and quickly spreads around the vessel. And Tarzan, can, again, like in the movie, considers killing him for a moment. But instead, he pins him by his shirt with a knife to oh, a ne- nearby oil drum. 
So there's oh. only a brief moment before the fire catches the oil leaking from the barrel that Clayton is pinned to, and then the ship explodes. Okay. So that's a, and I think I found a, yep, I found a storyboard or a story reel, which I will actually put into the Disney talk chat here. Yeah. I think that definitely breaks their rule of like the hero can't be the right. one to kill. This one he that deliberately is like, left that is to die. Yeah, that's that's not even yeah, Batman. Like, I don't have to save you. That's like that is the purpose of the Disney villain death to kind of keep your hero's hands clean uh, while still getting rid of the villain in a, in a sort of karmic yeah. way. Right. So I just posted um, that, and also I found the alternate opening, which is also storyboarded, uh, where ooh. we actually see Sabor attack and kill Tarzan's father. Oh, shit, okay. And it's implied, apparently in this, it's implied that Sabor has already killed the wife because it apparently shows the dad sadly looking at a picture of his wife as Sabor. Oh, like time so it's even, it's even, Yeah, so it's even implied that, he, that Sabor's already killed the wife. Dude. I'm glad that they lightened that up because I think if they had kept this stuff in, it would have been the 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 tone whiplash. It would, would have been, been more real, along but... the lines of like Hunchback level dark. But I think it's more of an impact not seeing the attack happen and then just seeing the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. I think Hunchback kind of caused them to say, "Well, maybe we should put our foot off the gas a little bit." Well, it's yeah, more although showing, not telling kind of thing. But anyway, I put both of these story reels in the Disney talk chat. Okay, yeah, there we are. I, I checked real quick. That original death for his dad would have been closer to the book because apparently they do die separately. Um, it, the summary doesn't say how his mom dies. It said it's like a year after Tarzan is born. And then Kershak kills his dad. Kershak is like a yeah. dick, apparently. Holy shit. Anyway. All right. So, yes, we have questions. We, have, we, uh, have questions. we did not have any on Twitter. Don't have any on Twitter. So, I will take our Discord questions here. So, first one from Flutterdark. Do you think sliding down trees like Tarzan does in this picture would A, work, and B, be as I'm fun as I'm going to say no to both because your feet would die. You know, plus it's... Yeah, the I mean, there is like a lot really of... Really thick, there's still going to be splinters or broken stubs sticking up or jagged yeah. bark. Oh, ow, no. Like, in... Yeah, it looks in great. Earth, the, soul, the soles of Tarzan's feet are just... One big callus. Yeah, they're like they're like fucking armored. Oh yeah, like you could not break you. You would need like a fucking drill to. Yeah, break now this is those. this is one of those things where it's awesome in theory, not so much in practice. Yusuf says, "Did anyone play the Tarzan PS1 game? And if so, was it as good as I, I remember?" I did not know this happened. But I did not play that. I did not know there was one, so I have not played I it. I did not. Yeah, let me let me look it up. Let me see what this yeah. thing is all about. I want to look at the gameplay for it now. I could probably find a let's play on YouTube. Probably, I'm sure. Yeah, almost certainly. Let's see. Yeah, uh, first the first result is the fucking hey, long play. Um I mean, it's almost certainly some kind of uh platformer. Right? I, got it. I, I it's got like Okay, yeah, the like the Emperor's New Groove one, where it's you know you wander around as in this case Tarzan instead of as Cusco. Okay, yeah, the cover art for it is Tarzan fighting the Sabor. That would be pretty sick, though, doing Tarzan as uh, or playing as Tarzan fighting Sabor. That would be pretty sick. Tarzan's main method of attacking enemies is by throwing assorted fruits which can be thrown both overhand and underhand for varying throwing distances and come in four different levels of power marked by their well, colors. Well, all right, then. 
A knife can also be found in certain levels and be used as a close combat <laughs> weapon. And certain other weapons, such as a spear and a parasol, are exclusively used in specific I'll say the levels. spear makes sense because we see okay. him make a spear twice in the movie. Or use a spear yeah. once as a kid and then once actually against the boar. Oh, it's a 2.5D side-scroller, so you can, like, switch uh, depth. Yeah, I never played this, but uh, it seems like it might be all right. Um, let's see, what's yeah, the next one here? Did the... <laughs> Do the foot physics of this movie, Alex Moomin, do the foot physics of this movie fuck you guys up? It is I, tried to, I tried to keep an eye out for it, but ended up paying attention to all the other stuff and forgetting about it. Well, I mean, you feet. can kind of see it already in the picture that you posted, Stephen, for the preview of the episode. Just the way his toes come out like that. I'm like, feet, don't do that. That makes my toe no. hurt. No, that's the thing, is naturally they should. Your feet normally would splay out more does, like that. He does have very uh, flexible... He does have very flexible yeah. feet. Our feet are the shape that they are because we wear shoes from being from when we're so little. But like, if you look at people who have never worn shoes, they do do that. Huh. Fascinating. Lots of feet lore <laughs> we're getting into here. Unless we should get right. away from that, lest we attract, you know, unsavory types like well, Tarzan I thought you were going to say Quentin Tarantino uh, to our podcast. I mean that too. <laughs> Same thing. Quentin Tarzantino. Um. No, go sit down, Steven. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. Do not, you, you do not make that the fucking, if you make that the title of this episode. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Actually. Uh, God. Well, no matter what, it'll be bad anyway. Casey asks, which Phil Collins monkey movie TM song do you like the most? Me, personally, big fan of Son yeah. of Man. I gotta go with that one, too. I have a hard time narrowing down a favorite because they're all very good, but right. some of man works. The re- the remix or not remix, but the actual like the full Phil Collins version of "You'll Be in My Heart," which plays over the end credits, is good. But if I had to pick a favorite, I'd have to go with "Son of Man." That one's a bit too ballady for bit. me. Um, but yeah, "Son of Man," I like the I like the lyrics of "Son of Man." It's got a good it's got good visual right. accompaniments. Strangers um, like me is also really good. Let's see. Uh, and also, Casey asks, which monkey slash ape is the coolest slash the best? This can be a fictional monkey or a real species if you are so inclined. Tackle it however you please. I have always been partial to the wise orangutan. Yeah. They are they are they are a, a peaceable monkey. They uh they they they're large. They are wise. They uh they do the, the they they love fruit. <laughs> There's that there's that Pokemon Orangaroo, oh, yeah. which is very good. Orangaroo is all right. Um, speaking of Pokemon, I've been playing through Sword, and I started with Grookey, and that one's been doing me real good. So that's got top fictional monkey for now. Yeah, I'll post I'll post Orangaroo. If I've got to uh, go with a fictional monkey, I would have to say honestly either between Rafiki or Caesar, uh, Caesar being from the Planet yeah, of the Apes remix good. or reboot. I gotta. I still gotta yeah, watch right? those. I've like, seen like the good. first one. Right, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other two, but they sound. Uh, the first one was good, and the other two sound good. Um, did Did you see the movie that's supposed to be like? I think I'm pretty sure that it spawned the whole series. The like 2000, I think five, 2003, like, Mark Wahlberg one. Oh, the Tim Burton yeah. one. Because I'm pretty sure that's what where all the, of these are supposed the to be leading Tim up Burton to. No, no, I'm talking about like the one that's got like Tom Felton and all them in it. Oh no, yeah, but James Martin. He is. He's in at least the first one, but I think that's where all of these like Rise of the Planet of the Apes ones are supposed to be building up to. Well, technically, right. I'm thinking of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. 
Well, technically, they're all built. I mean, there's also the original yes. Planet of the Right now, I, yeah, I mean the the more recent ones. That Caesar. Um, yeah. If I had to pick a real life monkey, I would honestly say the Howler monkey. Well, yeah, and also funny. my uh, my little sister set off an entire zoo full of them once. Oh no! <laughs> I forgot where we were, but no, we were. She was younger, but we were at a zoo where I don't remember which one it was. But she, we went to the Howler monkey enclosure, and of course, you know they make noise. Haley started doing it back to them. And the monkeys Uh-oh. thought, oh, like, literally, they were all crowding down at the glass where she was, like, whooping back at her, like, oh, my God, it's one of us. She got outside. And then for the rest of the day, when we so, went elsewhere throughout the zoo, we could still hear the monkeys calling for Haley. That's very good. It was awesome. Oh, she excellent. set them off. So when we left, before we left, we had to go back by again. And they all, like, piled over the glass, like, she's back. It was awesome. I like the ones with the, like, big throat balloons. I think there are certain associations of howler monkeys that yeah. have that. Um, those, those are very funny. I guess for fictional monkeys. Uh, King Kong yeah. is good. I yeah. like him. I, just, I like Rafiki because, you, know, uh, you know, he's a monkey that knows Kung Fu. Yeah. Mojo Jojo, oh, that's a God, good one. Yes. Um, let's see here. God damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. Why are you posting the feet? <laughs> Steven, what did you do? It's, Steven, I spoiled them. I'm pretty sure. Uh huh. That monkey looks stoned. I gotta go double check and make sure I actually Anyways. did spoiler them. Hang on. Okay, you did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Sidemon, their final question. Do you think in a world where this movie was more popular, there would have been a fucked up hybrid of Hobbit feet shoes and the Sonic Adventures soap skates? What the? Fuck? I don't know. I have I to look at the know. Sonic. Hang thing. on. Yeah, Steven, I'll, I'll let you do that. I had, I had, if she's talking about the ones that I think that she is, I've, I had those foot shoes for a while. Oh. What, what is it that, what is it that yeah, they're like, talking about? I'm, I'm lost. They're like Heelys, kind of, but instead of wheels, there's oh, like. Oh, okay. I've, I'm looking at pictures and like, I couldn't really tell exactly what it was supposed to be doing, but okay, that makes sense. Now, see, I used to have Heelys. But. But That's the answer weird. is yes. I'm 100% certain that there would be. But aren't... I guess, yeah, I guess it would be like... Because Hobbit shoes are like the ones without any bottoms on them, right? Well, I think what she's talking about is uh, those Vibrams, where they like... They have like the toe just molding look, things? Yeah, the toe molding to... Oh, to okay. Yeah. I could definitely see a lot of... Yeah, some people could just be... Up. Yeah, of course, then you'd have a problem with kids trying to wear those and climb trees and then falling out and busting their asses. Right. Because, you know, oh my as, as a God. Species, humans are immediately drawn to hold my beer. <laughs> Hang on, I found, I found I a I googled Vibrams, and there's a high-heel version now. Because, of course, there fucking is. I found a really good uh, advertisement oh, for soap shoes. Okay. <laughs> Warning, by peeling this sticker, you agree to waive your rights to sue. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the sticker it. on. Because that was my first thought when I saw the picture, is he is going to crack his head open. Oh, for sure. Bro, wear a helmet, man. No, man, helmets um, aren't radical. Yeah. <laughs> that is all of our questions. So next is plugs, so we can uh, force everyone to stay uh, to hear about what the next movie is. So, Excuse me. Uh, I, you know, you can find me at DragonSwitcher on Twitter, and also find the podcast, the other podcast I do, my friend Jane about Shira over at Podcasts of Power in the middle of season five. Shit's heating I'm gonna up. I'm going to be watching more of that series today. Good. 
Hell yeah. It's I gotta do a grocery store run, but then I'm gonna be Everyone. doing Shira probably the rest of the day. Yes. Everyone should watch Shira on the Princesses of Power. I it's would a good advocate show. for it. It is a very good show. Plus it's got a, you know, uh, AJ Michalka. Yes. That's right. As the best character. Don't at me. <laughs> Catra's the best character. <laughs> no, she is. She's really, really good. Me. I mean, uh, Scorpia is also very good, but in terms of like being a character, in terms yeah, of like as a but... character... No, yeah, I think I think Catcher's probably the best one. Listen, they're all good. Yeah, do not they're get all good, but Catcher's the best. Who's next? Usually Steven. I, I had something. myself mixed up. I was thinking plug maybe, something other than feet picks. I was thinking we needed to do the um, the pick first. Okay, hang on. I'm Steven. I'm. Are you gonna plug WikiFeet? <laughs> you can find me editing pages on WikiFeet. Can there I, we I, go. I... God. <laughs> No, no, d- before that shit gets out, uh, I'm on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. I also have at dad underscore tastic where I post dad jokes. It's only those two things, I promise. <laughs> I'm not going to make the cover art for this uh, for this episode feed. I'm promising that now. Okay, is it my turn? Because Steven, you were cutting out really bad, so I couldn't hear any of that. <laughs> That's fine. I believe it is your okay. turn. Uh all right, so yep, I'm Kat. You can find me lurking around Discord under my screen handle Zura. Uh, you can also see me on our Disney Minus off days doing Kingdom Hearts with Steven, where he's taking me through the entire series. Uh, we actually yes. just started the second one, Chain of Memories, last week, so we'll be doing our second episode this upcoming Saturday. Meeting everyone's favorite uh, evil yeah, organization. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am very excited. Yeah, we are uh, setting ourselves... I guess you're all waiting. We set ourselves at a time limit on those episodes for an hour and a half, and we ended with 13 minutes left because I didn't take notes uh, far enough to to go all the way to the end. And just, that's a very good number to run out on. Yep, there you go. It's it's fate. Well, I'm sure you're all wondering what I'm going to be picking. Yeah, Nero, what you got? So I said, you know, I, I picked two pretty good movies before that. I no. need to pick a bad one. But I still want to stick to, like, yes. movies that were important to my childhood. So what I was thinking, like, what movie did I watch that I was weirdly obsessed with for a period purely because it was about a subject I was interested hmm. in? So I picked uh, one of the rightfully forgotten entries into the Disney animated canon from the year oh, 2000. No. We will be watching oh. Disney's Dinosaur. Oh my god, oh, I remember that. I don't think I ever saw that. With C- A movie that one ha- has a ride in I Disney. In Disney uh, it well, does. At least one that was meant to... We, it used to tie into it. They I changed it. I remember that movie like, uh, so vaguely. This will be a good one. Yes. So, uh, the thing about Dinosaur is that... It was fully mm-hmm. CG, except for uh, the the environments, which were real. Ah. And so I am not expecting... Huh. Like, you mean real as in, like, actual look... like, filming environment? Yes, huh. yes. Um, so I'm not expecting those dinosaurs... <laughs> to be integrated very well. To look very <laughs> good. <laughs> Jurassic Park um, already took care of that for us, so... Yeah, and this movie does not have the Jurassic Park technology, I'm afraid... But yeah, Dinosaur is a very odd movie. Okay. It is a, like, it's a film that is very oft forgotten. Uh, Disney wants us to forget it. But uh, yeah, I, I was really obsessed with it because it was about dinosaurs and I was super into dinosaurs okay. at the time. Okay, I'm down with it. 
Alright, well, next time we'll be watching Dinosaur. <laughs> which also has a bunch, a bunch of lemurs in it. Alright, Mr. Ginny, settle down. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. So, Dinosaur DNA. Until then, uh, as always, we have been Disney Minus and uh, Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck, fuck Disney. Stay tuned. Oh.